This is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another episode of Ali Le Rouge. I'm your host, Peter Hooten, and joining me are Jared Miles, Dan Kay from the Liverpool Echo, and Accrington Stanley manager, John Coleman. And in this episode, unbelievably, we'll be talking about football again and not the debacle in Paris. Uh, first of all, then, John, have you got your happiest side back for the football for the season? Uh, I don't think it's ever gone away, to be honest. I mean, the season ended and you start to talk about bringing players in and what have you. I know I know the Paris thing's been done to death, but I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna go to any more finals, I don't think. I think uh glass <laughs> of champagne, watch on the box. Because we'll get to many more, I'm sure of that. But yeah. no, I'm looking forward to, to the season it's myself the because we got back playing last week. We played uh, Crystal Palace. They had a big, strong side out. Plenty of first-teamers. Yeah. And I, I couldn't I couldn't believe how... I thought Ben Seche would be a lot bigger in real life. Yeah. And he, he didn't see him at the stature that he appears on the telly. And certainly when I've seen him, when I've been to watch them at games. Uh, so but close up, been back training? We've been back two weeks, um, so it's over two weeks, probably two and a half weeks now. So we've got a game on Saturday against Blackburn as well. So it's all systems going. We kick off quite early. We kick off on the 30th. So we haven't really had much much time away from football, really. But I'm really looking forward to how Liverpool's dynamics pan out. You know, with, with Mane going um, and the arrival of Darwin, you know, we, we're probably going to play a different way. And, It'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, Dan, I mean, are you, have you got your enthusiasm back? I mean, I know a lot of people were depressed after Paris and didn't want to know about football for a while, did they, you know? Yeah, well, I think very understandably. And, you know, I think I have to count myself in that number. My enthusiasm and appetite definitely took a bit of a battering. I mean, I, I was very lucky on the night. Most of my friends were, but it was it, it really hit home in the days afterwards when you heard what other people had gone through. And, and obviously, as well, all the lies and all the stuff that came out afterwards, it was, you know, painfully familiar for obviously, um, you know, what, what our city and our people have gone through before. But, you know, cliche though it is, I suppose time is a bit of a healer. I was, I was, I was definitely ready for a few weeks away from it all and had the relatively pleasant distraction of, of, of moving house as well, which kind of gave me a completely different focus uh, for a while. And I, over the last couple of weeks, I have found it start, you know, that kind of, the hunger for the game started to come back a bit. Obviously, very much helped by, um, firstly, Liverpool signing a, a big star centre-forward. And then, obviously, the news uh, last Friday about Mohamed Salah signing in New Zealand, which yeah. I don't think anybody really yeah. expected or saw, or saw yeah. coming. And little, but, yeah, obviously, and the, the lads were back in training this week. First friendly, I think, is against Man United next Wednesday. So, yeah, I'm Tuesday. just... I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. I knew it was in midweek and uh, yeah I'm just starting to kind of get that the taste for it again um, yeah. yeah yeah little by little Jared what I mean have you felt I mean are you twiddling your thumbs you're thinking wait, get, can't wait to get back to the season yes to be honest with you I'm looking forward to it I mean after they have come back from Paris and for about a week felt a bit down or like that but as everyone else has said I'm really looking forward to it now with the new signs that have come in like and uh, Back in pre-season, gives you that little boost, doesn't it? And as John knows, like they've been back for a few weeks now, and they, as you said, they start quite early, don't you? So I'll be looking forward to watching a few of their games as well. 
I mean, John, you were a you were a massive uh, Mane fan, weren't you? Are you sad to see him go? I am. Uh, I think he'll be a miss as well. I mean, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I can't help but think that all this business should have been done and dusted a month before the season ended and took the distraction away because it, whatever way you dress it up, it was a sword of Zamacles over the over the end of the season for me and the final. And, you know, you question whether Salah maybe have waited to see what was happening with Mane. I don't know. But, you know, if if they'd have made the decisions and stuck to them a month yeah. earlier, then Mane could have got the send-off that he deserved. Yeah, he's yeah, been absolutely yeah. magnificent for us. He has been and absolutely think, brilliant, hasn't he? You know. Yeah, and I think, I think they would have been more settled in the game. Because for the last three or four games, I think both of them looked a bit edgy, to be yeah. honest. And in the final, I know they could have up, both of them could have scored a couple each, you know what I mean? So I'm not really detracting from, from the performances in the final. But things like that become a sideshow and it affects the rest of the players as well. Yeah. Especially when you, your big hitters are involved. Um, you, Do you think it's you a know, surprise think... where, he's, where he's gone, no, John? I mean, because... You know he's not going to test himself there, is he? I mean, it's the no. Bundesliga, you know. But it's a, it's almost as if he was saying to Liverpool, you know, I wasn't appreciated enough. Did you get that impression? I think he's always felt like that, and I think you could see it sometimes when you've seen him get brought off, and all the fans are scratching their heads, really. And I know, you know, uh, the managers at that level, the the plotting two and three games in advance, and they're trying to to gauge what minutes they're going to play and. And what minutes they're not going to play. But I, I can't help but thinking that it possibly was out of Jürgen's hands. It, well, it probably was out of Jürgen's hands. But I think he would have appreciated it all being done on just the last month of the season. So he could have concentrated more on the actual mechanics of playing, playing and winning football matches, which we all know he's very good at. Yeah. Dan, I mean, you know... You know, I, I was I was hoping there'd be a last minute, uh, you know, change around, and you know, they'd, they'd offer Mane a new deal as well. But obviously, the you know the blow was lessened by Nunes coming in, wasn't it? You know, but mm. he's been absolutely magnificent, hasn't he, Mane? You know, he's, he was unplayable in parts, wasn't he? Yeah, and I, and I think over the course of the five six years he was at Anfield, <clears throat> I think he deserves to be talked of in the absolute top bracket of of players Liverpool have had. Through the history, um, and I am really sorry to see him go. I kind of, you know, I kind of thought the most likely course of events was that he would sign a new deal and and Salah wouldn't, and it would actually be the other way around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I get what John's saying about it. it. Would have been better if it had been if things had been decided a while before the end of the season. And obviously, with his involvement in the game, I can well imagine how that may well have been an issue. Even just subconsciously within within the dressing room. One thing I would say is that you know, disappointed though I am, I I I I respect the fact that you know, literally the the the, the Sunday after the final, as the, you know, as we were getting ready for the parade, the noises were already coming out of his camp that he decided to go, and by at least kind of making an immediate decision once all the football was finished, it enabled Liverpool to get him out the door, get new get Darwin Nunes in through the door before pre season, which obviously enables him to. Hopefully, hit the ground running. I mean, I think he he doesn't come back till next week, does he? Because he was involved in some international football, but yeah. he's still going to have the bulk of preseason with us. But you know, as as was alluded to at the top of the show, you know, it, it it'll be fascinating to see just how 
these changes affect Liverpool's front yeah. line, which we all know has been one of the most fearsome and, and admired throughout Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it it's it's just the general evolution that you know Bill Shankly had to build a great uh, you know a second great side yeah. in the mid to late sixties, and this is now Klopp's challenge. And in many ways, the process has already started with the likes of Jota and Diaz and Canate and others who come in. So hopefully there won't be too much of a um, of, of a drop off, and we'll still be competing for the top prizes, which obviously is what we've all become very much accustomed to over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, we, you feel the same, Jared? I mean, in terms, yeah, of... I think it is going to be a great miss. I mean, you look at his records; I think it was one in nearly every two games, wasn't it? His goal scoring, like so, you're gonna miss that. But as uh, Dan says uh, about this time with Nunes, I mean, his, his record looks good, doesn't it? In Bamford, yeah. he looks at a prolific goal scorer as well. I think it was twenty. Well, he's, he's, he's scored. He scored home and away against us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he like he yeah. looked at threats all the way through pieces, didn't he? Like he uh, did, yeah. Yeah, especially at Anfield, he looked really fierce. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a target man as well, which we haven't really had for a while neither, have we? Six foot one. I'll, six I'll tell you what is amusing though. Ball. What's amusing, Dan saying like you know, Shankly had to build teams, and there was a great uh, tweet going on the other week, wanted about you know we, we let Keegan go, we replaced them, we let Taglish uh, eventually fizzle out, we replaced them, we replaced Rush, we've replaced yeah. um, all the top players that that were bad. Suarez, Torres, uh, yeah. Coutinho, Everton are still trying to replace Paul Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. As I say, though, a lot of the time as well, we've, we've improved <laughs> the player quite a lot, and we've bad and Dalgleish. I mean, he come as a real superstar anyway, but the likes yeah. of Torres, Suarez and all like that, they up the game when he comes to Liverpool. Mane includes and Salah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so we, we improve the players as much as they improve our oh, team. Oh, 100%. Hundred percent, and but it, it was interesting. People were asking me the other day. There was like a little quiz question going: How many players have played the last game for Liverpool in the European Cup final? Wow! <laughs> and and Ke- Keegan comes to mind, doesn't it? And, um, Keegan, right away, yeah. yeah, Keegan's one of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dame Sunes, Sunes, yeah. yeah, in in Rome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, Any more, John? There's one. One door closes. Other other ones open, don't they? And, yeah. You know, the one thing yeah. I do respect him for is that he hasn't sat out and gone for nothing. You know, yeah. we're going to get good yeah. money for him, which is, is what has to have helped us get Nunes on it. So, yeah, it has. Yeah, and but the one thing you regret is not him not getting that send off, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, that would be uh, nice. you know, because like obviously his last game in Paris, you know, you know, is it was steeped in misery for all sorts of reasons, but you know, it would have been good to give him a proper send off from Anfield, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. But I'm sure when we beat Bayern Munich, we'll give them that. Alele <laughs> <laughs> Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. So, uh, unbelievably, just out the blue, the salad here got done, didn't it? You know, no one was expecting it, you know. But, uh, Dan, was there any, any inkling at the echo <laughs> that this was coming through or...? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm very rarely in the office these days. I was actually uh, on a golf course. It was the Ann Williams Golf Day on Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The funny thing about it was, about 10 minutes before the news broke, I got a notification on my phone from the Echo that they'd just done a story on this this tweet that the Salah's agent had put out with the laughing emojis. And we're all, you know, mostly Liverpool fans there involved in it. And we all commenting to each other, go, bloody hell, here we go again. 
this whole circus is starting up again. This was literally at the end of one hole, and by the time we teed off on the next hole, all of a sudden everyone's phones are pinging, and everyone's looking at each other going, New Deal, where did that come from? Now, obviously, looking back on it now, it does seem likely that the agent sent that out almost like as a little bit of a joke, because obviously, well, he was there, wasn't he? We've seen the pictures. He was there when Salah was signing it, but... I think, you know, after the summer that we've had, which obviously everyone's been on a little bit of a downer to varying degrees, obviously after what happened in Paris and losing Mane. And to some degree, it almost felt like, you know, it was an era coming to an end. And I think yeah. the longer it dragged on without resolution on Salah's contract, I think we all yeah. thought, it just it felt like the right was on the wall. Wasn't there, there was there was some talk coming out of his camp a couple of weeks ago that he would consider playing for another Premier League club. Yeah, yeah. And that really kind of set alarm bells off for me because realistically... Mm. We know his family settled in Cheshire. Who would that be? It would be Manchester City. And <laughs> or Altshinger. Or Altshinger. <laughs> or or, or, or Athington. You, you never know. FC United. Down the back of that nice looking sofa there. Um, but and, and and to me, I mean, if, if he had walked away for on a free abroad at the end of the, at the abroad at the end of next season, I wouldn't have been thrilled about it. But I would have been like, well, for forty odd million, we've had six seven years of unbelievable service. Good luck to the lad. Yeah, if he yeah. gone to City or to a lesser degree Chelsea, that to me would have very much tarnished his legacy and, yeah. and left it all on a really sour note. So I, I'm delighted that hasn't happened. But uh, yeah, realistically, yeah. as a few people have mentioned, for, for the all right, they've paid out a lot of money. What's supposedly the, the figure being talked of is three fifty that three hundred fifty thousand pound a week. Yeah, bonuses. But for for whatever that package entails, it would have been impossible to buy a player of the same quality. For that money they're putting in, so his stature, the influence he has in the in the training ground, four young players like Nunes coming in, and yeah. Harvey Elliott and all these other young lads, Kate, you know, Kate Gordon, um, the the young lad from uh, Fulham who's coming, um, yeah. having him around is a massive statement. I think. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Europe, that it is. Well, I think to you know to lose Mali and then to have Salah on on his last year, that would have been that would have put a downer on the season straight away, wouldn't it, Jared? Yeah, will it be another as you say, as Dan just said there, like it's a it's a boost for everyone, isn't it? All the new signs coming in. And even yeah. ourselves, it's a bit it's, it's a massive boost for us. Uh, all pros, so to speak, isn't it? You know, if if, yeah. if he'd have gone as well, like and or even gone into the season without signing it, as a bad game, everyone would be saying, Oh, was Ed's not here, he wants to be elsewhere and all like that, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's a pick-me-up, it's a pick-me-up, really. Salah did get a lot of criticism at the end of the season, didn't he? You know, he did get quite a bit because from, like, January onwards, you know, he wasn't doing the business, was he? He wasn't great, was he, like? No, he wasn't. But, you know, he still had moments in matches, didn't he? Moments of brilliance, but... You know, he... I mean, even in Paris, wasn't it? Was it shot that hit the post and come back and it? Of course, well, the, 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 was it his or was it Mane's that one? Mane, but he brought the ball down, he, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he? Like, yeah. Save, yeah. Yeah. brilliant save. Yeah. But, you know, that would have been goal think, of the season if that had gone in. You know? He yeah. did have a drop-off when he came back from the African Nations and a little yeah, bit of an yeah. eye, probably. Uh, and seeing your teammate winning it, you know, and all that palaver probably wouldn't have. But, yeah. yeah. The, I think yeah. this has been his first goal pre-season from the start with us, hasn't he? He's been away, yeah. hasn't he? Then he'd come back when the yeah. ball already starts. And he's been in but from the start, really, hasn't he now? The harsh reality is that that uncertainty over your contact, it affects them. It affects players yeah. at our level, let alone yeah. their level. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll see a different player now we sign that contract. 
I think yeah, you're seeing plus. Yeah. Whatever way you dress it up, and you know, I'm, if I had to choose between him and Mane, I'd have Mane, but I understand the importance of Salah to Liverpool. And the big thing yeah. that you can't detract from, he occupies two players, all of that. Yeah. So whether he's playing good or bad, he's occupying he's two occupying them players. players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so one of your players is always going to be spare, simply by the fact yeah. that he's on pitch. Now, mm. there's not many players who can command that respect in world football. And no. he is saying one of them. So, as Dan said before, you're not buying a player for what you've the outlay that you spent. Yeah, a yeah, proven yeah. player whose numbers stack up every single season. And people didn't people didn't think though that Liverpool would break the wage structure like that, did they? You know, because possibly, think, but uh, yeah. but it makes sense, doesn't it? And I think I think people can appreciate that if they realise there's a, a logic behind it. It's when yeah. people spend the logical money that you know people get a bit upset about it. But you know, we've all seen Matt, we've seen Salad like flourish. And yeah. I think every Liverpool fan will agree that he still misses sitters, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he should melt well more than what he's got. But yeah, yeah, yeah. his numbers yeah. stack up. And the fact yeah. that he gets chances, there's not many players in the world who can do that on a consistent basis. And particularly in big games. Mm, yeah. You know, how many he scores in semi-finals regularly, doesn't he? He's, yeah. He, 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 should, he just delivers. And so, for that reason alone... You've got to be delighted that he signs in your concert. If he did put think, all his chances think, away, he'd be in 50th season, I think, wouldn't he? He's just missed a few assists. Like, he? I mean, there's big, there's big uh, pressure on Nunes then, isn't there? You know? I mean, lots of pressure on him, isn't there? But, you know, because he's come from the Portuguese League, but Premier League's a different a different ball game, yeah. isn't it? You know, but... I think there would have been more pressure on him if we'd have lost Mane and we didn't have Jota than Diaz. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. and no. You know, we've got them players there. So, yeah. you know, I don't think there's as, as much pressure as what people think. Obviously, the right. price tag always gives pressure. Yeah. But, Better mean gradually, you know, won't it? Now, playing, playing for Liverpool will bring its own pressure because people realise that they're one of the best teams in the world. So teams who yeah. play a game will try and raise their game. So that brings its own pressure, whatever position you're playing for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also seen, you know, a, a few players going out. Like um, Origi's gone, uh, and he leaves Liverpool a legend, doesn't he? I mean, Dan, what was your favourite Origi moment? Is it? Uh, I mean, he. Wow. I think um, didn't Liverpool in that 130 goals? I think got, got, that was number one, wasn't it? The the, the Barcelona goal. winner. I was involved in selecting someone who was 130 with the panel. <laughs> but uh, we would never have voted that number one. But obviously, that's the modern fan, isn't it? That's, I mean, my, the, mine would have been Mine would have been Matiemet every every day, they even though them. it was yeah. it wasn't that significant. Whereas you'd say Origi's was significant, you know. Well, yeah, I think I think maybe Origi's was picked for the. I remember at the time saying that's the scousers' goal ever because it's just pure cheek, isn't it? Being switched on and crafty and on the ball. But yeah, I, I think in terms of sheer artistry, even though I was only about one at the time, Terry Max flying header against Tottenham. If you know your onions, you I think didn't Bob Paisley describe that as the greatest goal I've ever seen at Anfield, and I wouldn't dispute that. My, I, I, you, you put this on the agenda before now. My, I'm going to go for a slightly different Origi moment than maybe the obvious ones or the Everton goals, or whatever. I'm going to I'm going to pick his first goal at Anfield, as much as anything for what it led to, because that was it was the late equaliser against West Brom. 
in December 2015 yeah. when Klopp famously took all the players down to the <laughs> yeah. cop to thank them for sticking with the crowd and not yeah. doing, not walking out like they'd done against Crystal Palace a few weeks before when he'd said he felt alone and all the rest of it. Mm. And that, to me, has gone on to be one of the most significant moments of the Klopp era. The, talking about the Barcelona game, I remember seeing a, fame, you know, a split image of all the players in front of the cop after Barcelona and all the players in front of the cop after that West Brom game. And to me, one le- you don't get one without without the other. So for for me, what it led to, I'm going to go for that fluky deflected 96-minute winner against the Baggies. Yeah. Not and beat the Everton goal. Nothing <laughs> ever, ever beat the Everton goal. No, which, I one? one? I know I which one? I know which one you mean. No, the winner's last minute. I couldn't get a ticket for the game. I'm watching it in the beer keller with 15 of the most bitterest Evertonians you could ever imagine. <laughs> all, all out over the hill, Bob. Uh, Mick Doherty, uh, John McKenna, all bitter yeah. blues. And there's only me and Michael Fagan standing yeah. up for us. And when it went in, I nearly hit the roof in the beer keller. <laughs> I wouldn't get filled in the beer keller. I'm standing on a stool jumping around like a lunatic. Yeah. And yeah. that will never, ever be beaten for me. Though. Yeah. That's my favourite goal of all time. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it was one of them. Do you know what I mean? Favourite three moments? There's obviously the ones John said, like, in the you got the, as Dan was saying about the Barcelona game as well, but, you know, even the Wolves goal last season, the last minutes mm-hmm. as well, wasn't it? You know, where he swivels and turns on us as well. He has yeah. a, I mean, even his goal, I think he scored six against seven. He's probably our second highest score against seven as well. And he's always all goals. Like, and he only scored 20 he... goals, believe it or not. Liverpool not under games, didn't he? About yeah, 25 yeah. goals. But um, as I say, nearly every goal he scored had a little bit about it. The, the goal against Tottenham was the icing on the cake, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, well, no one well. that, was it? Mind you, he no. came on, he was no. playing for them for 15 minutes, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was in, right? that was a, he meant to pack that back, pass that back, so at least, did he? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, as I say, nearly every goal had something good about it when he scored for us. Yeah. No, we speak, you know, we, everyone, you mentioned the way the name of Rigi and it's just, Smiles come across faces, don't they? On what? Impact on what? Impact player, the only Peter. Hey, he was. He was. Like, he never starts. He was always an impact player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what was was your favourite? Sorry, what was your favourite one? It's got to be the yeah, the last. You know, the, <laughs> the one off the the one off the crossbar, just to see uh, Pickford's just, face. Yeah, and he didn't know where the ball was. Well, <laughs> no one really gives him credit for that, though. You know, because yeah, he could have easily turned his back on that. Because yeah, anticipation. Not, not hit the back. He had to make up, make up a lot of ground to get there. Yeah, yeah. It was a shank shot, one of Van Zyke, yeah. as we know, one is up in the air, and everyone, and even Van Zyke, it shows you then he's run, he's run away, yeah. what have I done here? But as John says, he just kept his eye on the, on yeah. the balls, didn't he? And yeah, we- similarly, with, with the Barcelona winner, I mean, a lot of people say that, you know, people who are in the ground didn't see it because we just won a corner. I, you yeah. know, people are taking their eye off the ball. I didn't actually see Trent play the ball in. But my eye was just caught, and, and I saw the ball coming across to Origi. And straight away, I thought, just having seen the, the angle of the ball, don't blaze yeah. it over the bar, the way the ball yeah. bounced. And the way he cushioned his foot and kept it down. Yeah. Sim- similarly to that Everton goal, he, he could have turned his back. He had to adjust yeah. his body to that one to get under the yeah. ball, not, not head it over the bar or backwards. He was a smarter player than, than I think people sometimes yeah, yeah. have yeah. for. And I think also it should be mentioned as well, you know, what he's done in terms of the city. He set up this scholarship, hasn't he, with Liverpool University yeah, to do. Yeah. Kids a chance, and I think that's a really positive legacy. You know, statue, off the field, statue material, Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think in between um, Goodison and 
Anfield. In the park. Be, be the best place for it, in the it? park, yeah. Or, 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 or maybe in their new ground. You should put one in the beer, Bella. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. We've also lost uh, Minamino. He's gone to Monaco and, you know, he's surprised by that because he got us basically to the two cup finals that we won. Didn't he, John? I mean, he he was the type of player you play in the League Cup and the FA Cup and he he scored those goals to get us there, didn't he? He delivers and he can score goals. I think I I had high hopes for him when we signed him because I've obviously Mm. seen him play against us. I thought he was lively. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he quite settled, to be honest. Yeah. And when he come back, he... He, he went on loans and then when he come back thought he looked a better player to be fair um, yeah. well it's difficult to force your way into a team that's yeah, got it's, yeah, players yeah. who are better than you basically yeah yeah Dan I mean in terms of you know he 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 did score those vital goals didn't he and you know he never you know it was one of those wasn't it he's, he's like a like um, like Manai really he's just he's, he's gone without people saying goodbye to him really you know I'm getting a bit sentimental here, you know. I I I think it's one of the problems that we've got when obviously we've had such a kind of top of the range front line for so long. To have, you know, top quality backup for that is difficult because the best players are going to want to play a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, we showed right, you know, the the, the fight is final goal for us was a cracking finish at Southampton in that penultimate league game that we had to win to take the lead. We already had a goal down and he took that superbly and obviously... You know, he was top scorer in both cup competitions and it, you know, it was good that the way, even though he didn't play in either final, you know, Klopp and the team made sure that, you know, that was acknowledged he on was the part. Yeah, yeah. Cup. I get the impression that, yeah, I think Klopp may well have liked to have kept him. Yeah. I think, you know, what we, he arrived not long before the pandemic hit. And obviously that must have been very, very difficult for him, isolated away from home for all that time. And then he's been away on loan and still not managed to break yeah. back. And you get the feeling that it's almost like... A, the decision to let him go has almost been made kind of like for his welfare and his career. They probably would have liked to have kept him, but maybe they thought it wasn't quite yeah. fair. And the lads, he's given us two or three good years, and they've got a good fee. So good luck to him. Yeah, Jared and um, Williams is off as well. Um, that deal was done this week. Um, Seventeen million to Forest. I mean, that's you know he looks great for Wales, doesn't he? But he just just never really cut it at Anfield, does he? I was about to say that piece. He's done, he looked he looked well for Fulham as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. On his loan there. But when he's seen for Wales, he looks a well beater, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, and yeah. Danny, I'm playing left back, by the way. Yeah. He was playing yeah. left back for them. And he had every time I watch Wales in that Nations Cup, um, he looked really good. And whenever I've seen him play for Wales in the World Cup qualifiers, he looked really good. Thing is, he's not great. I mean, as soon as uh, as soon as they signed uh, Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen. The right was on the wall, yeah. really. Wasn't it? The right was, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, they must take highly this Ramsey as well. Must yeah, to the and to have him at AC and let what's Williams 22 23, is he? Yeah, yeah, 21 22. And you know, them keeping him rather than Nico Williams. So, yeah, yeah good luck to the lads anyway. Yeah, John, I think one, know... of the, one, of, one of the things you've got there that I mean, best one in the world, our fullbacks don't really defend, do they? And uh. We want. We, I think we all want them to defend better, but they give us so much going forward, and they occupy yeah. the opposition so much going forward that that probably that is their mode of defence. Yeah. And the the pity for Nico Williams is that he's just not sent. 
Yeah, and simple yeah. as that. Because yeah. <laughs> Trent delivers so much going forward, and he just falls short of that. Uh, yeah, and, and that and he can't occupy defenses the way Trent occupies defenses. Yeah, and yeah. that ultimately will mean that he won't play for Liverpool, and so yeah. he's probably better off going somewhere, especially yeah, in the yeah. Premiership. He can play. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Now, in terms of uh, John, have you seen much of Cavalio? I believe he's been uh, sensational in training already. You know what I mean? I've not from seen, what I've him. seen of him. From what I've seen of him, um, you know, just on the telly, really, he does look a real talent, doesn't he? You know, but I mean, what about players who turn it on in training? Are they, you know, do they necessarily take that onto the pitch in the first team? You can have playground players who. Uh... Who were good when it's not? Is that uh, what you call them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when there's no, yeah, when there's no bullets in the gun. But um, I've heard some great reports about them from people at Fulham. Yeah. Uh, who think the world's when when they think Liverpool have got a steal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know that that always bodes well when people that you know who've who've worked with them quite like yeah. you know, and you know he's got youth on his side and he's going to a fantastic club and a fantastic manager. So. Yeah. Hopefully he lit the ground running, and you know you never know. You know he, he's shown in the past. Yeah, you know he's not scared to put them in. That's then, right. Because Elliot, Elliot, Elliot was, was yeah. brilliant last year till he got the injury, wasn't he? And yeah. it's going to be so a big, them, big year for him as well. Isn't it? Yeah. So the, it's up to them to grab the chance, and you know we do. Well, you can never have too many good players, can you? Dan, I mean, there's there's always clamouring on uh, social media for. More midfielders. I mean, obviously, uh, Bellingham is the one that's touted around a lot. But you know, do, do you think Liverpool still need to to buy a midfielder, or do you think we? I think I think a lot of Liverpool supporters would look at our midfield and say it's good, but it could be better. And you know, I, I, and I think what we're talking about really isn't you know you've got your injuries, your four injuries, basically, yeah. Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho. But I think the two really most people will be looking at would, would be Naby Keita and Alex Oxley chamberlain both of whom, you know, divide opinion. Keita probably did have his best season for Liverpool, but showed again in the final that, you know, is he someone that you can really deliver, really rely on to deliver when it matters? Bellingham is the one that obviously has been linked off for a couple of years. You look at our midfield and you can, you know, we're, we're missing kind of like a young, energetic, leggy lad that's going to get up and down the pitch. And Bellingham... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but obviously, with you know, the, he's nineteen twenty. You'd be talking probably the best part of a hundred million pounds to buy him. And bear in mind, they've already spent a lot of money on a striker. It's difficult to see it happening before. It, it, difficult to see it ha happening this this summer unless yeah. Cater or Chamberlain left, which at the moment doesn't look likely. But one thing we have seen with Liverpool, you know, in in recent years, and not just um, in terms of Salah's contract. Yes, they have a way of doing things, a structure, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a, a format that they like to stick to. But they will occasionally break away from that if circumstances dictate, like they did with Lewis Diaz in January, when all of a sudden Tottenham was sniffing round, and there was a danger of losing him. So yeah, yeah. even if obviously all the noise is coming out, the club have been that's our business done. You'd expect them to say that. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of there is always in the in the in the era we live in with social media and mass attention on everything there's a bit of smoke and mirrors that go on that, that, that go on yeah. so i think we'd all like to see bellingham in a red shirt but the perceived wisdom seems to be it's more likely to be less summer than this yeah. summer but you never know yeah Gerard, is, it, is it is it about the injuries that you know 
some of the midfielder injury problems and as Dan mentioned, you know, with you know, Cater and Oxley Chain will have, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as you say, Minamino's gone. Um, Nico Williams is gone. Yeah. Manny is gone. And there's beef. Yeah, I, I, really, I really do think there's another sign. Big one to come, yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's his Bellingham or what. I mean, I was like the, the fellow who went to yeah. Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Our first game is in Thailand against uh, the team. You remember the team we're playing, John? No. Man United. Remember them? Man United. Remember them? It's a bus stop in Salford then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it's it's like a soap opera what's going on over there, isn't it? With the, no. All the joking. Nando, you know? right. All joking aside, you know, Man United are a massive club. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. They, they've been in the Tallsons for four or five years. And we should know better than anybody how that feels when yeah. you're an absolute super world power. And then it's like and then Superman. You have Roy Hodgson in charge. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's like Superman losing his powers, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, we've got it back. And, and I'm sure they will eventually. You know, they're a massive club. They're a good club. You know, yeah. you, you can't. You can't knock that about them. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're crying out for some leadership. They're crying yeah. out for some direction. And maybe this guy will give them it. And yeah, yeah. They're certainly capable of signing big players. Yeah. They've got an unbelievable, you know, large fan base. Yeah. That are, are They've had some fantastic club. players in the last few seasons, but they're, they're in yeah, the, they're 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 a team where they, they were in a team. Well, That's what it was. They've been bloodless, haven't they? So, you know, it's, it's, mm. it, it, it's a bit like the wacky races, isn't it? And the, the always, it's like Tick Tassily's always finding a way to lose. And I think they're like that. It's as if Tick Tassily's being in charge of them and yeah, they've found yeah. a way to, for it to go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do you think, I mean, Dan, with these, these pre-season friendlies, that's what they are. They're just, they're just warm-ups, aren't they? I mean, it's, you know, you can't really... It'll be, a, it'll be probably changing the team at half-time all the time, only, you know. Yeah, partly warm-ups, partly um, training sessions, partly you know a marketing exercise as well. You know to get the club out to you know to the worldwide fan base to give them a chance to to see their heroes in action. And as someone that was lucky enough to go on tour with Liverpool nearly ten years ago to Indonesia, Australia, and Thailand, it's a you know it's a fantastic thing to be part of, particularly yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, it, it, certainly for those first few games, you, you tend to get eleven substitutions at half time. Yeah, they, you know, they don't really look like football matches as we will be seeing them in August, September and mm. October into the season. But after six weeks or whatever it is of, of no footy at all, yeah. they will be lapped up by everybody and scrutinised and analysed. And, yeah, yeah. Um, people will come be coming out with hot takes left, right and centre. But it'll just be good to see them out there on the pitch in the new kits. 
yeah. and we'll all be obviously watching the new lads closely and looking for and little pointers as to what what things might mean when the real stuff starts. But to some degree, it is you know they call it the phony war sometimes, don't they? And it'll only really once once we get to the end of the month and, and the, the charity shield. Oh, the charity shield! I mean, what like, the hell's going on there? The king power, and they've got different. They've got different prices for the King Power, you know, for different categories. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, going on? After, yeah, different categories, yeah. 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 They announced it Thursday, didn't they, the second details? Yeah, it's near it all. No, but you're know, going back to Man United. Yeah. Did you not miss the fact that they weren't a rival last year? You know, when... A little bit. Little not bit. really, John, no. No, I, <laughs> I did. And, no, I did, and because... I mean, I've said this in the past, but I was heavily influenced as a manager watching Alex Ferguson seeing play because yeah. we had any shoulders above us at that time. We couldn't yeah. get near Man United. We couldn't even get into a position where we could compete with them. And then the year that we did, we ended up, when we beat them home and away, we ended up throwing yeah. the league away by drawing too many games. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I, I just I just miss the fact that they're not a power. That you can... Yeah, I don't, yeah but you like, you like that, to suffer them a little... You like win. to suffer... Them to suffer a little bit longer, don't you? No, no. Yeah, I miss the fact of it being an occasion when yeah. you beat them. Yeah, which I know what you're saying. It's that sad like, now, isn't it? It's that sad that Man United supporters are starting to support Man City now. I've got to saying it before. Man United have had unbelievable teams, brilliant teams, and great to watch. And it's yeah. sad. I think it's sad as a football fan. I think it's sad to see that the match, honestly. I, yeah, I, yeah. I I agree with John to the extent that I've I've got more respect for United as a club, as an institution, oh, yeah. than what I have for City. You know, City and Chelsea, as far as I'm concerned, are lottery winners who just had big, big handouts. Everything yeah, United yeah. have done in the game has been achieved by being successful on the pitch and successful off the pitch. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I remember seeing a documentary about the two clubs a while back, and someone said if if, if City and Chelsea were first and second and Liverpool United were 19th and 20th and both teams were playing each other on the same weekend, Liverpool United would always be the bigger game. Yeah, and, that's and true, I, yeah. I agree with that. So yeah, yeah. while I agree with you, Peter, to an extent that kind of like, I don't mind, I've got plenty of Man United family members and mates, don't mind seeing them suffer a little bit longer. Long term, yeah. I want us to see us winning leagues against them because... Yeah, yeah. The generation I, understand I, grew up in, I understand what you mean. It was, yeah. it was yeah. with them being all dominant. Community Shield at the King Power. I mean, what's what's going on there? I mean, I know it was because uh, Wembley wasn't available, but you know, is the Millennium completely out nowadays? Villa Park, Arsenal, Tottenham. I mean, it's was it thirty-two thousand? It's it's yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool's allocation was announced on Thursday, twelve thousand. It's a joke. Even yeah. the Etihad and just split the the, the di- or our Anfields and just split the difference between the two fans. Oh, so well, even if you give them half and half at the Etihad, Liverpool still have more supporters. Mm. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. It's bizarre, absolutely bizarre. There was another big announcement as well this week about uh, safe standing. Uh, Dan, I mean, you know, you were involved in the Hillsborough campaign, so it's been welcomed, doesn't it, by most people, I think, you know. Yeah, it seems to have been. Obviously, there was, there was, it was trialled at a number of grounds last season. Um, yeah. You know, this, this rail seating, they, they, you know, Liverpool particularly, because Liverpool installed it in the back of the cop. And right along the Annie Road, the, the Low Ramfield Road, yeah. at the start of last season, and they were very conscious at the time not to call it safe standing. You know, yeah, they, they, yeah. They, 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 one of the terminology used to be rail seating. Rail seating. It, yeah. It's you know, 
it, it, you know, as people have often said for years and years when it was being called of, this is not a return to the pending terraces of the no, 80s. You've still no. got your own personal space. Everything's very safety monitored. And, and it's yeah. right that people should have the choice. So, um, well, you know, it I, is because, I mean, I, we've been standing in the, in the middle of the cop since 2007, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I've got a sore shoulder from the Origi goal in Ever- Everton, from, <laughs> from actually going over and hitting the seat in front of me. Uh, yeah. With you know, and so yeah, rail seat and safe stand, whatever you want to call it, that wouldn't have happened if it had a barrier in front of me. You know, so no. you know, I'm I'm all for it. I think you know, it's it's uh, it's progression. It's yeah, progression. but you've got you've got to uh, you've got to have it where everyone's happy with with it. Yeah, but the worst thing you can get is when you're sitting in the stands and people are standing up in front of you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, if you want to sit down, you should you should have the right to sit down, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the time, sorry, at the, like to the European games, the, the stands and anyway, Andy, to, you know, yeah. you what you see the games and at, you get an announcement, but they're the, the still stands and anyway, yeah. Andy. So, well, I think in the, clock, say, think in the, the last show, in the last few years, I think the cop used to stand for European games, but yeah. I think for the last two or three, it, the whole cop stands. All through yeah. the games, every game, yeah. you know. Yeah. Can't so people who want to, so I haven't had a choice anyway, have they? Yeah, well, but I mean, you, you can understand the full times yeah. because it's more or less. Down, but it's more or less they accept it. It's when you get sitting in the main stand. Mm. Yeah. And you've have got, you had this happen to you, John? Have you had someone standing in front of you? No, but you got pockets. How of long people. does he last? <laughs> you got pockets of people standing up in front of you. Um. And it couldn't have got any worse than when we in the FA Cup final, but me and our kid, and he was two Chelsea fans standing up in front of us, and our kid was going <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. So I know it. You know, if you want to stand, and everyone else wants to stand, fine. But if you want to sit down, don't stand up in front of someone. Yeah, so they, yeah. you're making them stand up. Because yeah. some of them might be. If they do stand up, the ones in front of them stand up. You'd have to tell everyone all the way down. Then to well, stand that's it. To sit down but like, to do it. But there's some people who can't stand, isn't he? I know, I know. We're lucky because mm. I'm in the main stands and they don't get them stand. I mean, they're all old dodgeries there. A lot of them, like, and they can't stand up getting yeah. that way myself, sort of thing. Like, yeah. but, um, but I think gener- generally, the um, it will be a lot safer for the, the areas where people do stand, you know. I mean, that if you're going into the rail seat and you're expecting to stand up, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's why yeah. Yeah. So, no complaints there, you see. Yeah, okay. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on. You've been listening to Ali LaRouge. Thanks to uh, Dan Kay, Jared Miles and John Coleman. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, just before the Community Shield final, I think. That's the end of the month, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll be back just before then. And we'll talk more about that then. Thanks for everyone listening all around the world, walking your dogs, whatever you get up to, uh, bike rides, listening to this podcast. Thanks a lot. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Ali LaRouge. You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.